Hello everybody and welcome to Naughty Buddy Sports and on today's episode my dad joins me. We talk about the Lions first victory, we predict week 14, and then we talk about the Detroit Pistons that's coming up right here right now on Naughty Buddy Sports. Welcome everybody to Nutty Buddy Sports. I'm your host Ryan this morning, afternoon, evening, whenever you're listening to it. I thought I'd just let you guys know I I did a little something different than I normally do. Typically, uh, we recap week 13 with the stinker, the upset, the surprise, and the best of the week. Um, However, because it was the Detroit Lions' first win of the season, I had my dad on and we actually just focused mainly on that game the Lions moving forward. So a lot of Detroit Lions talk. But then we get into predicting week 14. And then we uh, talk afterwards about the Detroit Pistons. So a little different episode today. Uh, hopefully you enjoy it. Uh, if you haven't already, subscribe, like, rate, review the podcast. Follow me on Instagram at nuttybuddy underscore sports if you'd like to know when I drop podcasts. So let's uh, get into the rest of the podcast, and thanks so much for listening. Welcome back to uh, Nutty Buddy Sports. I'm your host, Ryan, and uh, I have with me my father. He's back with me. I figured it'd be the the right time to bring him back on the podcast because the uh, Detroit Lions experienced their first win this week uh, against the Minnesota Vikings. It was It was going to be my best of the week, so I figured I'd just have you on. Dad, how are you feeling as a Lions fan getting your first win of the year? Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, Ryan, it's been long in coming for mm-hmm. us Lions fans. Every podcast I've listened to in the past three, what is it, three days? Uh, they all said the same thing. Just, it's just nice to see a victory. Yeah, and I think part of it is there was a lot of close games that the lions have had um, this year. They, they've lost a number of games by one possession. And um, it, it's good to see that one of those games, they were able to, to pull it out in the end. You know, um, one of the podcasts I listened to is called the drinking the blue Kool-Aid. There's four, it's four lifelong lions fans. There's, they're right in my age bracket. I and I won't tell your listeners what my age is. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Anyways, um, they said that if everything would have rolled right for the Lions, we would have had four victories this year. Now that doesn't sound like much to some teams fans out there, but for a Lion fan, that's like the Super Bowl or winning the world series or anything else you want to put out there. <laughs> well, it's funny because the seven, you had seven games that you lost by a possession or less. Right. So, so depending on how, what they meant by if every, you know, if, if things went their way, but like Justin Tucker's field goal, for instance, that was a huge one that I feel like they, they should have won, but I want to, I just want to go real quick just because I watched obviously a lot of the game, especially the, I think like most people, they watched the last like two minutes and I got to get your reaction. So fourth and one 30 yard line, the Lions go for it. It was a play action. 
It almost looked like a play action seven step drop. We're going to throw a deep downfield type play when they only needed a yard. First of all, did you agree with the decision to go for it when you're on your own 30 yard line um, for the yard? And did you understand the play call? I didn't understand the play call. First of all, um, no, I wouldn't have went for it myself because I'm not a gambling man like Campbell is, but I understood after it had happened. Um, what most people are saying is their, their thinking was, even if we turn the ball over on a shortened field, we'll get it back and we'll be able to have some time on the clock to um, – they able to get downfield, and that's what happened. Yeah, they got downfield in what a minute and something it was, minute and thirty seconds or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they did it. Yeah, and so so like, what was your re- immediate reaction after they failed? Oh, we lost another one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I thought I thought to myself like that was such a lion's thing to do and the way it ended it wasn't you know like i agree with not running the ball because it was like the lions really couldn't run the ball all game so it's like you're not gonna in the most important down and distance line up to run the ball and then run the ball i hate when teams do that especially when teams can't run the football effectively um but i didn't understand the the long drop back and then you know that's where where it should have been almost something quick. That's where a lot of um, people were, were misunderstanding what happened there. I don't know if that was golf's decision to do it or if that was the play call, because like you said, to get it out quick would have been better than, than trying to take a long drop back. Yeah. So, so. Yeah. It almost looked like a little busted play almost like, some something must have happened where a quick play was supposed to happen, but it wasn't there. And then it it looked like a long drop back. I don't know what they did, but it just didn't work. So okay, so then the Lions, they get the ball back. Uh they get down to what the 17 or whatever it was. Zimmer calls a timeout, last play of the game. How are you feeling at that point? Because they had to get like 20 yards on that last pass, right? I had, I'll tell you this, I had no confidence in our quarterback, none. Um, And I don't think there was a Lion fan out there that had confidence in him dropping back and throwing a 17-yard, 18-yard pass, whatever it was, to the receiver there. Um, I forgot his name. Odd St. Brown. That's it, yeah. Former Packer, uh, by the way, yeah. He in a former Packer. He was a draft choice. Oh, that was the first, the second round pick this year or third? Uh, fourth or fifth. I can't remember. Fourth or he fifth. That's way, right. He was way down there. It was That's like the right. third day. There's a story behind that one. I mean, you got to talk about that one later. Okay. He becomes a uh, all pro. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, um, so yeah, I didn't have no confidence in golf throwing that pass because he's never proven it he hasn't proven it in um you know what what is it then 10 games 11 games you know that we played 
So. Yeah, were you surprised a little bit about the um it, so what I saw I just want it's kind of like a fish story at this point. We keep making it bigger and bigger, I guess, because it was only an 11 yard touchdown pass. It wasn't 18, but it felt oh, like that's 18. Right. I apologize. Yes, you're right. No, it's you're not right. your fault. I said it was 18, 20 yards. So, um, how did like, so one of the, the flaws, I think in the defense for, for the, the Vikings that helped out, uh, it seemed like Jared Goff was having a hard time with pressure most of the game. And that's where he, his Achilles heel is. It seems as a quarterback, you, you get, pressure he he's frazzled a little bit right so when they weren't bringing pressure and they had eight men out there uh it had to it had to feel a little bit more comfortable for for alliance that they weren't bringing pressure that's what i thought immediately when i was like oh they're just gonna throw everybody in the end zone well that was the funny thing was is that when they when say brown caught the ball there was nobody near him and that's not like a uh, normal goal line defense at all to me. Uh, so, you know, when they kept on replaying it, it was like three minutes after the catch was, you seen two Vikings people. I, I'm stretching out a little bit too, but you, you understand my point there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, it was interesting too, like, because when uh, St. Brown, he, he did the, the, the route, Mm-hmm. He he ran the the defenders like let him run in front in front of them instead yes. of getting in front of the you know to make Goff throw more of a difficult pass like over their heads instead of in front of them and that that was also a huge flaw but I guess as a lion fan you'll take it right because you've had <laughs> I'll take of, any win yeah. <laughs> but I hope they don't win no more. There's my reasoning. <laughs> yeah get off the the Owen 16 you don't need to start off right like that um so wh- what do you what do you think of things moving forward then how, how are you liking uh Dan Campbell this year as a head coach um I like him uh he's the type of coach that we've needed for a while um uh, you might I think you're way too young for this uh I'm trying to remember yeah you'd be way too young he reminds me of Wayne Fonts, only a lot more football smarts. Mm. I, I think his play calling is desirable, but um, or undesirable. I apologize for that. Uh, undesirable because he doesn't. I don't think he plays calls like he wants to. He's play calling to what he thinks golf can do. Well, that that that. Yeah, that would be the the hang up right now, I think, for him. Yeah. Um otherwise in that, I think they've really coached up uh some of the players that they have. I really like a young player on defense, um Jerry Jacobs, the corner. Sure. Really super uh, he was an undrafted free agent. I didn't think much of it when when he came out. But since he's taken over that starting job, if they have to wait on Akuda a couple extra months, they got themselves a really good corner there. And I'm go ahead. So, no, so that's sort of like the the hidden gem that they sort of found within right. there. Yeah, that's good because that's what you kind of need as a, a rebuilding team is you need to find some gems 
as you're rebuilding, whether it's in the draft or through undra- uh, the, the undrafted free agents, you have to find those gems. And that's just a sign of a good scouting department um, for, for that team to, to be able to get someone like that, a corner that can possibly start down and into the future. Yeah. Do you remember when we talked the first time and I told you that my biggest question would be on um, Holmes? The, yes. the GM? Well, yeah. there's, oh, yeah. some of my, there's some of my answers right there. This, this last game. Well, actually, last three games, he did find some hidden gems. We've got some good undrafted free agents that, if not starting, they could be ones, uh, sorry, twos or threes. Uh, and then there's the, um, of course, the drafty. Um, I like Penny Sewell. Don't mm-hmm. ever, you know, that kid is going to be a good if not a great tackle. And I don't care what side you put him on. That's where he's going to flourish right there. Yeah, I I do like Sewell. I think he's grown. I I still wish that, I hope that they keep, you know, like have him as left tackle because again, I just don't understand why you draft a rookie. If he's good at being a left tackle, let him be a left tackle and have the veteran move over to the right tackle. That's what I would do. Did you know he was the second greatest tackle, total tackle in the league since he moved to right tackle? Oh, recently? Yeah, they just met, they just said it on um, uh, what is it, PFF? Oh, sure. So, well, that's that's good. So, I mean, I was a person. I still keep it because if he's going to be that good at right tackle, he's probably even better at left tackle. But I get I get well, what you say. Um, he took on uh, the Bulls. Of- uh, what was it? Which one was that in uh, San Francisco? Joey? Yeah. Or is that Nick? Uh, San Francisco's Nick Bosa, yeah. Okay, he took on Nick Bosa and he didn't get a sack. He took on TJ Watt, didn't get a sack. Yeah. Well, yeah, he's, I think, I think you have somebody that you could build the line around for the next 10 years. You know, I'm saying like he, he's going to be helpful. The, the thing that the Lions need, which I just want to go back to Campbell real quick, what I think is remarkable about the Lions is um, the amount of close games they have and the lack of talent. Their, their roster is not very talented, and they just lost Swift. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They don't have really – they don't have any uh, really good – although I kind of like Josh Reynolds – they don't have any good wide receivers that I'm ex- super excited about, except uh, St. Brown, but um, he's not like an explosive wide receiver. Um, and then, you know, like it, obviously with Okuda, you don't have him, the pass rush, you kind of have to generate it, you know, and you don't have it. So it's going to be interesting, interesting to see this guy be able to coach when they get more talented prospects. And that's what sort of I'm excited about for the Lions and the Lions fans. Oh, yeah, you're right there. I, I agree 100%. And that coaching staff is really good at what they do. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's a bad coach. I'll put it this way. I don't think there's a terrible coach on there. I know there won't be one back next year for sure, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah, and, and the other thing, like with the play calling you were talking about, Dan Campbell, it just shows 
Like he's very limited in what he can do. And it's not, I mean, golf is part of the problem, but it's also like, if you don't have wide receivers that can consistently beat man coverage or don't know where to go into the zone, it limits what you can do on offense as well. So like with, uh, uh, I, I'm kind of interested in what they'll do next year as far as getting skilled position players on that team um, with, w- you know, with the picks or, or free agency or whatever. I like, uh, you know me, I'm a big follower of WalterFootball.com. Um, the, he's a mock draft person, got a lot of people that send in mock drafts and that, but he does a mock draft, him and this Charlie Campbell. I liked what he did personally. Um, I'm just going to say they drafted the uh, the uh, edge rusher with the number one pick overall, and then they turned around on the last – well, it wasn't the last pick. I can't remember what pick it was, but their pick from uh, Los Angeles. They took a wide receiver, and then they turned around in the second round he did and he took another wide receiver. I like that draft scenario for this team. Because if you look at the team totally, yeah, we may need a safety. We might need a couple of linebackers and maybe even a backup tight end. But though the, the positions that they took, the first three positions they took, I thought we needed more than any of it, or we do need more than any of it. Yeah, I think I think you're right, especially like that's what I was actually going to ask you because of, I don't hear you know I listen to a fair number of podcasts too. Yeah. I I haven't heard much buzz about any quarterback coming out that that guy is going to be for sure a franchise QB. So um, the um, getting an elite pass rusher is going to help that team if you can't get an elite QB and you have to pay off his money next year. Otherwise, it's a cap hit. So right. you might as well, you know, maybe ride with him one more year. You know, you're not going to win like a lot of games, but go for go for that quarterback maybe the following year. When you talked to me the first time, um, you said you had the question of golf um, succeeding. And you said that the receivers weren't there. That right. you didn't believe in the receivers. And I kind of hemmed about it a little bit. And I said, you know, golf was an all pro. He went to the Super Bowl. And I changed my mind. I told you that in the text. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's, that's right. You're right. Okay. I've seen it. Now with this Reynolds, I think golf has a different outlook. He's more comfortable throwing to a receiver now. And I noticed this last game, especially, he was everywhere with that ball. He threw to two different tight ends. He threw to, uh, what was it, three, four different receivers. So he really did a, did a really good job of looking over the field, I thought. Yeah, you know, it's it's hard because, like, I think any quarterback can have one or two games, uh, good games, like Colt McCoy. You know, he he had two <laughs> two good games with the Cardinals. So it's just, you know, it's 
it's hard, but like the, the biggest thing with Goff is when he gets pressure or where things start falling around uh, down around him, he's not as good. And so his, his ceiling's very limited. Right. So it's okay to keep him for another year because you have to pay him anyway, but right. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be re, uh, relying on him as a franchise guy moving forward. That's, that's where I would draw the line. That's where I would draw the line also too. I think one more year with golf and then we're going to turn around and probably draft the quarterback next year. I awesome. Be ready. Yeah. I think you're right. I think that sounds good. Okay. Well, you want to move on then? Whatever um, you want to do. Okay. So what me and my dad are going to do real quick, my dad and I, I should say, is we're going to pick games for week 14 of the NFL season uh, with Ryan versus the guest. And then uh, we're going to talk about the Pistons afterwards. So if you want to hear me and my dad talk a little bit about the Pistons, uh, stay on after we do our predictions, but we're going to predict the games for week 14. I know we didn't talk about week 13 that much, but I, I kind of wanted to talk more about the Lions uh, because it was their first win and, uh, you know, have my dad on for that. So uh, sorry if we didn't hit. And we talked about the best of the week because the Lions winning that game, that was the best of the week. We just missed the other stuff. So you ready to predict some games, Dad? Go for it. Okay. So let's just recap what happened last week with Ryan versus the guest. Uh, Avery was on. Avery had seven right. I had seven right. So we tied last week. And um, so far, I have 110 correct on the year, and the guest has 115.5 correct. So it's still five games behind. Uh, this week, the Colts, Dolphins, Patriots, and Eagles all have a bye. So we won't be talking about those teams. So let's go to our first game then, Dad. The Steelers, the Pittsburgh Steelers at the Minnesota Vikings. Dad, who do you have? Who, who do you think is going to win? Well, I'll tell you. I've seen the Steelers play. I've seen the Vikings play. <laughs> is there such thing as two ties in one year? It could be. <laughs> um, no. I, I. Where is it at? Is it in Minnesota? Yeah, it's at, at Minnesota, yeah. Because it's at Minnesota, I'm going to give the edge to Minnesota on this one. Okay. I like that. Um, because I agree with you. I think with these two teams, if it ends up in a tie, I don't think anyone's going to be surprised. I'm going to go with the Steelers, however, just because I feel like they have more to play for. I feel like the Minnesota Vikings are reeling a little bit. Um, and uh, I think the Steelers, I know it, it sounds, they, they're still fighting to stay in the playoff race in the AFC and, and for the division. And I know the Vikings are too, but I just feel like it, it'll probably mean more for the Steelers than the Vikings. I might be wrong about that, but uh, I'm gonna pick the I'm gonna pick who, the Steelers. Who won the Steelers game again? Was that against um, uh, Baltimore? Yeah, yeah. The Steelers won by uh, one point. Okay. Which which yeah. also could be like the best of the week too. That was crazy. I the uh, going for two. The Ravens went for two. I don't yeah. know if you remember. And I didn't understand the play because if I have Justin Tucker on my team, I'm going to go to overtime because I know all I need to do is get into a, like a 50, 60 yard field goal range. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and so I didn't understand why they went for two to win the game when they, they had a hard time moving the ball all game, you know, 
So I agree with that one. I don't even know what to say opposite of that because you're right there. You have a guy that kicked a 65 yard or longer than that, 67 yard field goal and just hit the uprights and made it bounce in. Yeah. I'd go with that guy too. You're right there. Yeah. So I'm still going to stick with the Vikings because I think that home field advantage, little upset about losing to the Lions. Uh, I'm going to stick with the Vikings on that one. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Let's go to our next game, the Dallas Cowboys at the Washington football team. Who do you have, Dad? Well, first of all, I'm going to say this. My pick would be back in the day would be Washington. This is how much I cannot stand Jerry Jones. <laughs> I hope none of your friends are a, are a Cowboy fan. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I'm going to have to go with the Cowboys. They just got too much, too many weapons there. And as much as I have a disdain for Jerry Jones, I have to go with them with, with Cooper and um, Ezekiel Elliott. Um, and I'm sure I'm missing a few players. Yeah, C.D. Lamb, Michael Gallup. Yeah. I mean, they're, their roster's loaded. I do like Tyler Heineke. Yeah, I, I was telling a friend, you probably listened to the podcast, but I was telling a friend, he kind of reminds me of like a discount version of Brett Favre. Just like yeah. how he'll he'll try to rifle things in the bat, but he takes hits and he he's tough. So and um, he does run good. <laughs> yeah, he does. He does. Yeah. But I'm I'm gonna pick the the Cowboys as well. Uh, I picked against them last week against the St- Saints, and that was a bad pick. So I'm I'm gonna stick with the Cowboys, and we'll see what happens. Okay, the Jacksonville Jaguars at the Tennessee Titans. Who do you have, Dad? Um. Wow. I'm trying to remember Jacksonville's last game. I, I, I don't remember the score, but um they got they got demolished by the Rams last game. Okay, that's right. Uh I'm gonna have to go with um who did you say? I'm sorry. <laughs> that's okay. At, at, at Tennessee, at Tennessee, Tennessee. Titans. Uh, I was gonna say I, I have to go with Tennessee on this one. Um even though Tennessee kind of, I think they lost their last game, if I remember right. They, uh, let me see. They lost to, I think they were on a bye. Let me look. Let me look. I think they lost to the Patriots last time. And yeah, they were on a bye last week. So okay, they had a week so, off. Yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to lean towards um, Tennessee just because I like the coach down there. Mm-hmm. And I know my favorite running back ain't in, in there, but I still like the coach down there. And I think um, he'll have them ready. Yeah. Vrabel is a good coach. Um, I am also going to pick the Titans. I think this is going to be a nice get right game for the Titans. Although I don't know if Julio or, and or AJ Brown are playing that concerns me a little bit, but I haven't seen anything from Jacksonville that concerns me of late. So I'm going to pick the Titans. I'm disappointed in the way um, uh, Trevor Lawrence has been playing this year. I thought he'd be a little bit better than what he is. I mean, I suppose Jacksonville don't have too much weapons. I I really have not watched that much Jacksonville um, play. Well, so so Luke is a big Jacksonville Jaguars fan. And um, so I'll talk to him 
about it some, you know, sometimes. And there, there'll be some times where you'll watch him, he'll make really good throws, and then sometimes he'll throw it right to the other team. And it's hard because you just don't know. You know that Jacksonville doesn't have a good offensive line. Their skilled position players are very suspect. Like, um, so it's it's hard to know, but you're right. He 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 does. I, I thought we would get a little bit more wow throws from him, you know, some a little bit more. So I I sort of agree with you. Uh a little disappointed, but I don't know how much of it, it is his fault as well. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? There's something with Jacksonville too, is I don't care for the coach down there. I don't think yeah. he's I don't think he's what he he seems to be to people. Yeah, I agree with you. I don't like him as head coach either. <laughs> Neither does Luke. So I think everybody's on the same page there. Let's, okay. go to the, let's go to the next game. The Seattle Seahawks at the Houston Texans. So Seattle Seahawks, Houston Texans. Who do you got, Dad? I like a tie here. A tie here too, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, there's, <clears throat> I'm, I'm kind of picking from the heart on this one when I say a tie because if they tie, they don't lose, they don't win. <laughs> that means Detroit still stays in the number one position to draft. And I want Adrian Hutchinson. But um, I'm going to have to go with Seattle. Russell Wilson, I, I just love that kid. Yeah. It's, it's, as a quarterback, he's just, he's just really good. I know he's had a down year this year, but, man, look what he did to San Francisco. What was that, Sunday night? Yeah. And you know, it's – it's not entirely all on him why Seattle's having a down year, but yeah, you're right. Seattle played good. I'm going to pick Seattle as well, but I think if I, if you, if you're, if you're wanting the, the, the gap, you might want to, you know, you don't have to pick them, but you might want to root for the Texans to win because I think they have one less win than Seattle does. So you would want the the Texans. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, let's go to our next game. The Las Vegas Raiders at the Kansas City Chiefs. Raiders or Chiefs? Who do you have in Arrowhead? Oh, I got to go with the Chiefs there. I'm just taking home field advantage. I'm not even going to go into uh, anything with, with the talent that the Kansas City Chiefs has or how David Carr is going up and down this year. And that I, I just, at Arrowhead, I got to take the chiefs. Yeah. I'm going to take the chiefs too. I still, I think this season I still have to pick against the chiefs. I, I think I've <laughs> picked them every week to win. Uh, they're just too talented for me to pick against them. That's the problem, but their defense seems to be clicking, which is yeah. gotta be scary for teams because if that offense can get right, it's going to be really hard to beat them. So I'm going with chiefs as well. The New Orleans Saints, our next game is the New Orleans Saints at the New York Jets. New Orleans Saints at the New York Jets. Dad, who do you have? I got a question for you on this one. Okay. All right. New Orleans Saints, quarterback. Who is it this week? I'm going to guess Trevor Simeon because it sounds like Taysom Hill re-injured himself. Okay. I'm not sure, though. It's going to be one of the two. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Ryan, you know, that one's a hard one to pick because my gut feeling is, are they playing in New Orleans? Uh, no, no, in New York. See, 
<laughs> I'm going to have to go with New Orleans. Okay. No matter what quarterback's there, I'm going to have to go with New Orleans because the Jets, their quarterback is so iffy. Whichever one they put out there. Yeah. Is, don't they got Flacco right yeah, now? They, yeah, they have Flacco. Yeah. Wilson um, is, Zach Wilson has been sort of a disappointment too with. Uh, well, they they did say when he was coming out, he could have been one of those quarterbacks. Either that he's going to be one of these uh, super quarterbacks, kind of like uh, like uh, the guy in Buffalo there, uh, Josh Allen. Josh Allen, or he was going to be a super bust like Rosen. Okay. So. Yeah, I think he would have probably best. You know, again with the Jets, their roster isn't the greatest. He would have probably been best served to sit a year and just develop but apparently you can't do that nowadays nobody wants to do it um i'm gonna go saints as well um I, yeah I, I just don't see how the jets win this game i just I, neither one of them have a really good defense either so you can't kind of i think the saints has a little bit better defense mm-hmm. so yeah, I think the D, the Saints defense is good enough though, like that they're playing the Jets, right? Yeah, like yeah. So it's gonna seem like a really great defense to me if if, <laughs> if, if you play the Jets. So yeah, we'll see what happens there. The Atlanta Falcons at the Carolina Panthers. Who do you have? Some bad games this week, by the way. I'm just gonna throw that out there. Well, wow. And in, 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 in uh, Newton is starting for yeah, I think for Carolina, I believe. Yeah, yeah, I think that's right. Um, wow, I think I, Cord- Cordero Patterson is playing for Atlanta still, uh, so he's he's not out or anything. Okay, so he that's that's a running back slash receiver, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, I know Ryan's the quarterback. See, this is my problem. Ryan could either have this superb, awesome game and the Falcons will win. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just trying to compare some some points here, like the receiving core, who's a little bit better than that. Um, I'm trying to remember who was on the Panthers receiving core. They have uh, Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore and... Now, is it more supposed to be pretty good if I remember right? Yeah, he's good. It's just like, can he's, I guess he's okay. I, I watched a game with Sam Darnold and he dropped like two balls of Sam Darnold. Like, I kind of felt bad a little bit for Darnold. I mean, he, he wasn't good, but man, his receivers at times, they weren't giving him any help. So, okay. I haven't really seen any games with the Panthers, excuse me, with the Panthers in it. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with my gut and say, uh, um, the other one there. The Falcons? Yeah. The Falcons. I'm, not, I'm just going to go with that one. Um, that one, too, there. If the Falcons win, we kind of solidify that number one position. So I'm going to root for the Falcons. This is going to be my heart game, I'm going to call it. <laughs> okay, fair, fair <laughs> enough. I'm going to pick the Panthers. I feel like there will be one more moment with the, with Cam Newton this year where okay. it's going to look, you know, like everyone's going to freak out because of how good Cam played and, you know, sort of like uh, a storybook type of, uh, you know, ending type thing, even though it's not an ending. So I'm going to, I'm going to pick the Panthers in this one. 
Okay, let's go to Baltimore Ravens. So the Baltimore Ravens at the Cleveland Browns. My first instinct is Ravens. Um, Cleveland, wow, that defense. Uh, just that's an awesome defense there. Mm-hmm. And, and, and the Ravens are no slouch either, right? When it comes to defense, uh, I have to give the edge to the Ravens on this one. Yeah, Even though I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this: Cleveland needs this game to stay in this playoff, in close into this playoff race. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna stick with the Ravens on this. I think uh, after losing to Pittsburgh last week, I think Harbaugh is going to have them um, ready to go. It. Yeah. Hey, how about that Michigan? Yeah. <laughs> I figured you'd say something about Michigan. Sorry, um, I just had to throw that in. No, that's okay. I'm, I'm going to actually, I'm just going to go. I think this is a coin flip game. I think that the Browns did are at home and, and they're coming off a of bye week. Um, I, I got to imagine the bye help Baker Mayfield get a little bit healthier. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to go the Browns here, but I definitely would not be surprised if the Ravens won. Okay. Let's go to our next game. New York giants at the Los Angeles chargers. So the giants or the chargers dad, who do you have? I like, I like that. Uh, Justin Herbert. I do too. Yeah. I really like him. I, I watched a couple uh, quarters of him, him, a couple weeks back mm-hmm. and i love the way he throws the ball yeah um i'm gonna go with the chargers the uh giants are one of those middle of the pack teams i don't think jones right jones, daniel jones yeah. daniel jones uh he's got such an up and down season so yeah i think i i i like um I like the Chargers in here. I, I like the Chargers receivers a lot. I do too. I, I think them two are are probably one of the top top two, yeah. top three receiving people. I like uh, Eckler as well. Austin Eckler. I, yeah, I'm uh, going. Yeah. I'm going to charge as well because I do also think that Mike Glennon is actually going to be starting. He started last week for the Giants at quarterback. Oh, okay. So Daniel Jones might still be injured. But even with that being said, I do not, you know, I think the offense for the Giants is not great mm-hmm. to to say the least. So um, oh. I'm going to go charge. They couldn't even score. Like the Dolphins defense is pretty stingy and they had a good week last week against the Giants. The Dolphins did, but um, the, the Giants defense was stingy as well and kept the Dolphins mm-hmm. only to 20 points. But that offense is just like, you're not, you know, it wasn't anything so I don't think they'll be able to keep up with the chargers. So that's why I'm going to love the way you said that. Well, 20 points. (laughs) Well, I I, I sit there and dream about 20 points when I watch a game. Well, in in the NFL, 20 points. Yeah. In the NFL nowadays. So it's like, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta almost average. Like, I don't know. I'm not going to speak out of turn. I, I haven't looked up statistically, but like when you, when you're beating a team, it's hard because like the Dolphins offense isn't, I don't know. I don't know. They could have probably had more points, but anyway, let's just move on to our next game. (laughs) (laughs) The Detroit lions at the Denver Broncos. Who do you have dad? 
We're going for that number one pick, member. Don't get yeah, too greedy. You, you know, I, my heart lies with one team and one team only. Okay. Um, but the NFL fan in me has to go with Denver. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, you know, this is one of those games I truly believe that if Campbell does what he did with the Vikings, I think they could win this game. And that's what the scary feeling is. Well, yeah. Um, so the Lions have played a lot of close games. And yep. I think so have them. So as the, Bron- the Broncos are a very roller coaster type of team. They, they'll hold the, the Cowboys the three points or whatever it was that they did to them. And then they, they'll barely, you know, the Chiefs hold them to nine points, you know. Yep. But I think because they're coming off that loss, and I think they're, again, they have they have so much to play mm-hmm. for. And so does the, the Lions. They have to play for that number one pick. I can't wait to talk <laughs> about the Pistons and the tank job they've been doing. But um, so I'm going to pick the Broncos as well here. I think that's that's you know, the right answer. Just just a little bit on this, and then we'll, then we'll move on. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Because I, because I watched the Lions so much, all right, over the years. Mm-hmm. This is the game right here. This this one game is going to be Lionist, where they're going to win it to knock themselves out of that first or second place um right yeah. but i'm gonna stick with the broncos <laughs> they'll screw also at home yeah they'll screw up losing too is what you're saying yes. yeah <laughs> okay let's go let's go to our next game the san francisco 49ers at the cincinnati Bengals. who do you got dad oh man you know ryan that's a tie. No, um, <laughs> you want to pick ties today, huh? Well, okay. Let's They're look at it sensibly here. Coin flip bit um, games. That's what it is. Yeah. Well, you got Cincinnati who has a terrific tandem. And um, I almost said Chase Young, but that's not who it is. Uh, Jamar uh, Chase. Jamar Chase. Yeah. And, um, oh, gosh, what's the, what's the quarterback Burrow. there? Burrow. Burrow. Yeah. I knew who I wanted to say. I just couldn't yeah. think of it. I'm old. No. Uh, and then you turn around and you have the 49ers who has a very awesome defense. Mm-hmm. They haven't shown it, but they have an awesome defense. And they do have a decent quarterback in Garoppolo. Mm-hmm. And they have really fast receivers. Yeah. And I don't know if uh, Samuel's coming back this week. I didn't look that up. <laughs> I think he's um, still out for he might have been on the IR boomerang. I'd have to look it up, but he I think he's for sure out. Okay, but even with him out, look at how fast their receiving core is. And no matter what, I love Kettle. This this kid yeah. is the prototypical tight end you need on a team. So I'm gonna have to are they playing in San Francisco or are they playing in Cincinnati? Cincinnati. I'm going to give the edge to the 49ers on this one. Okay. Okay. I'm going to go Bengals. Um, I, I think that the, um, 
had a rough loss this week against the Chargers. Debo is means a lot to that team, Debo Samuel, and him being out. I think it'll still be close because I, I agree with you. I like their defense. I think they can play better, obviously. Like you said, they, they do have a lot of talented players on defense, but they got to put it together. Um, but I, I just I also have to root against the 49ers, and I don't want to, but I have to because the Dolphins own their number one pick this year. And oh, I, need, I forgot about that. Yeah, so I got I, I need the Dolphins to fit finish ahead of the Niners in the standings in order to be okay because the Dolphins don't have their first round pick this year. So I need the higher pick. How much do you think the 49ers are missing um the coach there in in, in New York? For Judge? Oh, Sala. Um, I oh, think, yeah. yeah, I think, I think they are. I think it's hard to replace someone like that. He's a very high energy guy. I think people feed off that energy. Um, you know, again, Sala, I, I, I would say his coaching job in New York is, you know, much like Dan Campbell's to be determined because of the lack of talent. So it's hard to judge, yeah. but I would say the Niners are missing him because I just think that type of energy is hard to, 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 you know, uh, reproduce yeah you don't have a guy with that type yeah. of energy you know what i'm saying so yeah i i think they are missing him a little bit okay uh let's go to the buffalo bills the buffalo bills at the tampa bay buccaneers so the bills or the buccaneers dad who do you have well the bills lost a terrible one in uh on monday night yeah um I thought they should have played better. They were letting uh, New England run all over them. Yeah. Uh, and I got four, uh, Leonard Fournette is his yep. name. Yeah. I got him on my fantasy team for uh, Tampa. Yeah. So I guess in the matter of speaking, I'm going to have to go with Tampa Bay on this one. Yeah. I, it's Brady, I, I can't pick against Brady too much. Um, I like Buffalo's defense. I think uh, their defense is uh, 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 is capable of stopping Brady, stopping Fournette. But uh, I think their ace in the hole would be Mike Williams. Um, go yeah, ahead. yeah, Gronkowski's been playing pretty good too lately. Um, Godwin, you know, I, it just yeah. Tampa has a lot of weapons. I think White is still out for the the. Bills, their their star corner, uh, Tredavious okay. White, I believe is his first name is, um, and I think that's going to impact the Bills a little bit. I, I uh, it, it's it, this is a tough game because I feel like the Bills, because they lost last week, they really need this game. Mm-hmm. But being in Tampa, I think Tampa scores a ridiculous amount of points in Tampa this year. I, I'd have to check it. I should real quick, but I, so. Because of that, I'm going to uh, uh, pick the Buccaneers to win because I feel like since they've been home, um, the, you know, whenever they're home, I should say, they, they just score a lot of points, and I don't think the Bills will be able to keep up with that. I'm, yeah, You're go right ahead. there. I like that. I like that analogy of what, what the game would be um, because you're right. Like I said, look what look what uh, uh, sorry New England did to him on Monday night. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so 
40. So this is the games they've played at home. 31, 48 points, 45 points, 38 points, yeah. <laughs> 30 points. I mean, it's just like, and then now that I don't know, like I like the bill. I, I, I'm a little disappointed in the bills a little bit this year. I talked about it with my friend Avery last week, who's a big bills fan, but I just, I don't know if it's a run game or Josh Allen's accuracy is a little off or, you know, obviously he doesn't have an offensive line. has been letting him down. So I'm going to say that, uh, you know, I'm going to be safe and just pick the Buccaneers. Okay, let's go to our next game. The Chicago Bears at the Green Bay Packers. It's their Sunday night game. Dad, who do you have? As much as I hate to say this, and yes, even if you have Packer fans that listen to this, that is my worst team. I'm going with the Packers. Yeah, I figured it would be hard for you to say that. I'm going with the Packers as well. Looks like <laughs> Chicago has kind of given up on the season. The Packers are coming off a bye. They're probably, I would say, my pick right now, if I had to pick right now, the team coming out of the NFC um, because they seem like the most complete team right now but uh, in the NFC, um, but, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens, but yeah, I have the you, Packers. You, you don't think the Cardinals can challenge them? Well, they, they beat the, they beat the Cardinals earlier this year. They they'll yep. be able to challenge them. They'll, they'll challenge them, I believe, but I don't know. So if I remember correctly, they didn't have Devonte Adams, the Packers, and it was a Thursday um, night game and they went into Arizona yeah. Cause didn't they play them after they played Detroit? I I think so. I think uh, so. And so, I mean, like they'll have Adams this time and I'll probably, well, it might be in Arizona again, but there is a chance that if Arizona and the green Bay Packers have the same record, then the Packers own the tiebreaker. Right. So it could be in Lambeau field. And I would say that with AJ Dillon and um, Jones, Jones, yep the Packers are definitely built to play in green Bay if yeah. they have to win in green Bay. So that's why I'm, I think they're the favorites for, for me right now. It can change I, obviously, but I like that AJ Dillon. I think he he's taken right after his dad. Yeah. yeah I, I like him too. He I, I, kind of reminds me. I already said this on the podcast. I don't want to repeat myself, but like Eddie Lacy, but a more in shape Eddie Lacy. Yeah. Like he's big and he's just so quick side to side. And Eddie Lacy was like that too, but he just wouldn't stay in shape. So that's sort of what he reminds me of, of like an in shape Eddie Lacy. Okay. Um, but I still think that that was the draft pick at the time was not a good draft pick, but we don't have to jump in that now. No. We could but, do, you, you could talk to me later on that one, on the <laughs> draft. We'll, we'll talk later on that. Okay. Let's go to our last game of the week, the Los Angeles Rams at the Arizona Cardinals. Dad, who do you have, the Rams or the Cardinals? Well, you know there's one player on there I'm rooting for on the Rams. So Yeah, me too. Um. You know, I'm going to go offline here a little bit and say the Rams. 
they're playing at Rams, right? They're playing in Los Angeles, right? No, 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 Arizona. Arizona. I'm still going to stick with the Rams. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm doing this because, you know, a lot of people are saying to me, you know, they want to see the, the Rams lose so we get a better draft pick mm. because of the trade. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, nah, I want to see Stafford get into the playoffs. I want to see him what he can do with talent around him. Yeah. If that I, makes sense to you. No, I agree. I agree a hundred percent because I think Stafford deserves an opportunity when I do think that he's playing injured right now, though, uh, mm-hmm. against Tennessee, I think he hit his hand on the top of someone's helmet. And after that, he just hasn't seemed to throw the ball the same way. So I'm hoping that, um, you know, he, he can, um, he can last the season. You know what I'm saying? Like that, that injury, he figures out how to play with that injury because he's going to have to, but I'm going to pick the Rams too. I'm going to say something about Stafford. There's oh, go ahead. Um, Stafford plays injured all the time. Yeah. He hasn't changed anywhere. He has those great games. He injures himself. Then he has a few bad games. Then he'll have a few great games. That's Matthew Stafford. Yeah. And I so miss hope, him. Yeah, I know. Me, me too. I miss him on the Lions too. But he, he's got um, a good, you know, supporting system around him in, in uh, almost at St. Louis, in Los Angeles. So I'm picking the Rams as well. I could see the Cardinals winning this one. It's going to be yep. a coin flip, flip game to me, but I'm going to go with my heart a little bit here because I'll be rooting for the Rams. Okay. So that was week predicting week 14 with my dad, Ryan versus the guest. Um, so if you don't want to hear NBA talk, we're just going to talk now a little bit about the Pistons. So dad Pistons, how, how are you feeling about the Pistons? I'm choosing my words very carefully <laughs> because um, I think they're underachieving. I really do. Uh, what are the, their record? I think the last time I looked was six. Had six wins. I forget how many losses already, but it was six wins. I think it was. I'm not positive. I had it up. My computer, my other computer just went down they're, on me. So. They're they're four and nineteen right now. Four and nineteen. Okay. I knew they weren't I, I knew it wasn't quite close to ten as you know, mm-hmm. ten wins. I knew it was below five or below six. Um I think they're I'm 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 being very careful how I want to say this because Kate Cunningham, who everybody said shouldn't have been the number one, well, not everybody, I apologize, but some people are saying he shouldn't have been the number one pick overall. He's improving. Um, I like I like him and I want to say the right name here. Killian Hayes. Mm-hmm. I like them too as the guard combo because um, I think they're around the same age, so they kind of think alike. And I think Killian is more comfortable with 
with Cunningham next to him. I love that they're um, switchable on defense too. Yes, I agree. Yes. Yeah. I, I did get to watch a few games, which I was very excited about because I want to see the young Pistons, you know, myself. No, I agree. Yeah. I've, I've actually watched some. Um, Luke allows me to use his, uh, M, uh, what's it called? NBA. NBA pass? League, league pass, yeah. League so, pass, yeah. Yeah. So I've been watching them. Uh, I feel like Cade's starting to kind of put it together. He, he scored 28 points the last game. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the game before that he was almost in the twenties. I wanted to find that out and I forgot, but, um, w- what I will tell you, and I agree that they are sort of, um, underachieving, um, is I think they're, they're doing that purposely. And I'll tell you why I believe that is because there was a game they were winning. It wasn't this past one against OKC, but the one before that, um, I can't remember who they were playing though, and I wanted to know. Um, if you would remember, I could probably help you. Yeah, yeah, they were playing. Um, I'm looking at their schedule right now, so hold on one second. You guys, real time podcasting right here is what this is. <laughs> like, this is what people come for. Uh, so I think it was against Portland. Kate had 26 against Portland. It might have been that game. I think you're right. Um, They were ahead in Portland, and then they sat Killing Hayes, Cade Cunningham, and Jeremy Grant all at the same time. Yeah. uh, Yes, yes, because I was listening to – I didn't realize it at the time they did it, but Mm -hmm. I I did get to watch that on uh, ESPN Plus, I think it is, that I get. And uh, I was watching that towards the end and they sat them three and didn't they also sit uh sneak bay Mm -hmm. yeah it was basically none of their shooters were out there yeah it was basically full-on bench unit which um tells me that they were trying to lose that game because if you're trying to win that game you should never have a, a a a a series of time when one of your point guards or one of your better facilitators, especially if you have three are on the court at the same time. So you're right. They are underachieving a little bit, but I think that's purpose purposefully. The plan. (laughs) Yeah. I think they want to take at least one more year, but Um, Cade's been, I'm like, he's been impressive the last handful of games. I think, oops, I think he's finally, he's finally kind of putting it together, which is real nice to see um one of the things that uh, i read on i think it was in um was either in the detroit news or detroit free press that um troy weaver who's the general manager said he was very upset of the way the pistons have been playing these last well this last couple of months Mm -hmm. and i'm like i'm like thinking to myself at this and this is where I wish they would go out and get themselves a big guy. I, I love Stewart. He's going to be, he's no Ben Wallace. He reminds me of Ben Wallace because of the energy he brings in that, but he's no Ben Wallace. He's not a, not a true center. Um, they need a guy to get in there. I'm trying to rem- 
like as far as um um there was this gentleman that was on the uh center that they signed this year i can't remember his name they put him on the ir olenic uh, yeah yeah now when he was in there he was getting the rebounds putting back the the garbage i like to call it mm-hmm. um that's what they need um Stewart is 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 a good piece to their young core but i don't think he's the starter he's the starter you know the starting center i should say yeah I he should go to power forward but that's my personal opinion yeah someone said that he stopped even like shooting um you know uh like the mid-range jumpers like he was doing that last year but he sort of yeah. stopped shooting it this year and I, again i wonder if that's coaching which would be a really um I don't want to say stupid, but it's not a smart way to coach considering big men seem to have to spread the court. So right. any amount of shooting is good. I know they were interested in Marvin Bagley for a while. I don't know if there'll be anything that comes from that, but that was from Sacramento, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I don't, I don't know. I think what the Pistons will do is, is sort of tank this year. And then they'll get another high draft pick. And then I think next year they'll push to compete for a playoff spot. Well, yeah. I ain't going to disagree with you because right now that's the way it's looking. Yeah. Um, I, I do wonder if they'll trade Jeremy Grant. I was just going to ask you that same question. Uh, I think, um, honestly, I think they should. Yeah, me too. Um, not nothing personal to Jeremy Grant because a lot of the times that's our score. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think right now, in what it looks like, what Troy Weaver and the Pistons want to do is I don't want to call it a rebuild, but you know, put that extra tool in there. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, Jeremy Grant could bring that piece there to the Pistons. Yeah, no, I agree. I think I think what they have to do with Jeremy Grant is hopefully um, they can, um, what's it called there, get a couple more young assets. Yeah. So I heard like for instance, like New York might be interested in Jeremy Grant that would send like Obi Topping and a couple other players, um, younger players with it. Maybe two, maybe another one or two players, and then like a a a junky contract attached to it to make the money work or whatever. And I'm yeah. like, that'd be, that'd be great. Like, Hey, Obi topping and, and, uh, and uh, Cade, you know, I also think it's very important for uh, Cade to be handed the keys to the team. And I, when, yeah. when, when, when Jeremy Grant's out there that you can tell there's this sort of like, um, uh, what's it called? Uh, focus. There's a sort of focus to get Jeremy Grant the ball. And then Jeremy Grant is like now a one-on-one scorer. He, he's got good moves and stuff, but it kind of stifles the offense to me. So I would, I would like to see them trade him away and get a couple of young assets. And another, another team that might be, it's the Atlanta Hawks. They got so many young assets and so many players that you could get a two for one type deal 
for Jeremy Grant. So I'm, I'm kind of hoping they do trade Jeremy. Yeah. I, I was thinking that too, a couple of weeks back when um, they were talking seriously about getting a center and that I thought that might be a move they would do is trade Jeremy Grant for a center or, or, or somebody, of somebody that's going to rebound. Yeah. Otherwise Not necessarily score. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Otherwise, there is like I was just looking at a mock draft for the 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 NBA, what okay. they have, and it looks like right now the f- first five picks, uh, four of them are a power forward or center from that are six ten and taller. Okay. So it sounds like if the Pistons don't even get a center, this this you know um, in, in in a trade or whatever. There, there, it looks like there will be a center available in the top five. There, there's one that they're comparing to Dwight Howard. Okay. And there's, and there's one that they're comparing to Dirk. Oh. So. There ain't too many people that you could compare to him. Yeah. I, I got to look at this guy, though. He's kind of interesting. He's uh, Gonzaga Chet Holmgren. Um, so that but that's somebody you want to pair with Cade though. Like somebody who can spread the court, but still be good on defense. Like, you know, people, people were upset there. No, not upset. I should say there's some people with the opinion that Mobley should have been the number one pick. I listened to a, oh, a yeah. Are um, we talking about this year's draft? Yeah. Evan Mobley. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cause I thought green was the one they were the one in Houston. No, I I've listened to, a couple of podcasts that said they were even saying that the Pistons should have took him number one, not, not either one of those guards, just, just Evan Mobley. And he's having a solid season, but I, I I think you need a facilitator before you get a big man. That's, that's the way I believe. I, I, if Cade's that guy, then you can get a, a big guy that can stretch the court and then have them to play with one another. I love the way Cade moves the ball too. He, he's not always like, he's not like, um, like James Harden or Luca. Doncic. First. Right. First. It, right. And, and, and like, you're, you're basically dribbling down the shot clock to nine seconds and doing what you want with the ball, but he keeps the ball moving, which I really like about Cade. Yeah. I, I seen that in that one game I watched. I forgot who I, they were playing, but, he kept it moving and, and Hayes was out there and uh, mm-hmm. Bay was out there. I can't remember if Grant was out there, but yeah, they were, they just kept the ball moving around until they got the open shot. So I thought that was good. Yeah. Yeah. I got to keep it moving. So I really like Kate. I hope they, you know, I, I, I understand why they probably want to, uh, what's it called there? Uh, tank for one more year, because if you get too good, too fast, you end up like, the Dallas Mavericks. Yeah, yeah. Because without Luca, they don't have any talent. Now, I, right. I think I think we would agree that if the Pistons got somebody as talented as Luca, we'd be okay with that. But the problem is, is when you have someone like Luca, it's hard to put pieces around him because your draft picks are not low enough. Where if you could get two draft picks to put together, that's kind of the way. You know, I think would be a good rebuild for the Pistons if they could do that. If you take a look back to when um, uh, Isaiah Thomas, Joe Dumeyers, and them guys, mm-hmm. who's your star on that team? Who would, I mean, 
Well, think Thomas. About, uh, Thomas was your star, yeah. right? But was he like Michael Jordan was? No. 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 He was fit for that offense. When you looked at the go-to-work Pistons with Chauncey Phillips and Rip Hamilton and, and uh, Ben Wallace and Ben and um, Rasheed Wallace, who was your star? There was there was really no star on that no team. Yeah. Star. yeah, yeah. Okay, this is what I'm getting at. When the, when the Pistons are good, there's no star. There's no I got to get you the ball right away. I can trust my fifth guy on that t on that lineup. Mm-hmm. to shoot the ball and get it in the hoop. And that's what I liked about both those errors is that they Eras, never yeah. really had a super, superstar. Yeah. So let me ask you this real quick. So obviously we're excited about Cade. Is there another right. young guy on the Pistons you're excited about? And uh, yeah, maybe we'll start with that. Is there another Piston player on that team you're excited about? I was excited about Bay. Mm-hmm. They, um, I think, I don't know. Uh, a lot of the podcasts that I listen to, well, I should say I only listen to one podcast for the Pistons. Um, but uh, they're saying that his shot isn't right, it isn't like it was last year, it's different. And I, I, I don't notice it because I'm just an average fan. Um, right now, I'm excited outside of Kate. I, I, I think I'm a little bit. He's excited for Bay yet. I'm hoping he comes around. And I'm thinking um, Isaiah Livers. Okay. He's he's on the IR right now. Okay. He, he's he's a um, shooting guard, a, like a 6'7 shooting guard or a small forward. And I liked him when he played for Michigan. Oh, um, okay. He was just drafted this year. Okay. I like, I like him. And I think, um, I want to say Garza. The yeah. Guy. Luca Garza. Yeah. Luca. Yeah. Thank you. I, I couldn't think of his first name. I like him. Um, he needs to get better at defense. Yes. Um, boy. The couple games he was in there, he didn't look, he kind of looked lost for a while, but he tried his dangest to, to, um, you know, get to his guy right away or, or move when he had to move. Yeah. I think it's hard because I was talking to, to Luke about it because we were talking about the Pistons a little bit and, and, and the thing that he lacks is athleticism. Like he just, he's not very, he's not a very athletic guy. He, he, and so his side to side movement isn't there on defense. So that's something he's going to have to work on. Um, if he's going to want to be a, a factor in the NBA, the nice thing, he is a second round pick. Mm-hmm. So it's not like you gave up a lot for him and he can no. spread the floor. He shows that he can shoot the ball, which is real nice uh, for the Pistons. Uh, just going back to liver livers. Do you know how, how long he's out for? Um, I thought they said until the all-star break, I apologize if that's wrong, but, I'm almost positive they said he was out for the till the All Star break. Okay. Um, he, like I said, I liked his shooting when he was at Michigan. Um, he was one of the young. He was one of the stars at Michigan for a while. Gotcha. Yeah. So I was, I was just looking at him because I, I guess I knew they 
they drafted him, but I didn't know that he wasn't that he got injured. But yeah, he shot forty three percent from three. Hmm. Nice. Yeah, he's a little bit better three throw three. Uh, sorry, three shooter than okay. most of the guys on the on the team. That's why I'm kind of looking forward to him. And that's what the Pistons need, though. You need to yeah. spread the court. So yeah. I, I like I like Sadiq Bay. I think he'll be fine. Hopefully, I think he reminds you a little of Paul George. I was telling uh, Luke that that's his favorite player, but um, where he he's sort of going to be a three and D guy, like not not like Paul George at Paul George's peak, but just like right. when he first came out. So it kind of reminds me a little bit of of that kind of Paul George. Uh, I I actually am a little excited. The last couple of times of Killian Hayes too, um, okay, just because of the passing, like his shot is just here and there and everywhere like hitting all kinds of spots it shouldn't be hitting but um he his passing he he makes some really solid passes uh when he drives the lane so as long if he could find a way to fix that shot i think he'll be pretty solid and he's like six five six six two which is he's six um, five uh, well what they say is is six five like 195 pounds yeah that's what i got smallish type guy yeah 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 And, and weight wise Right, right. But, you know, they're all interchangeable, which is real nice. Yeah. So they, they, they can play defense. Um, okay. Um, that's anything else on the Pistons? Um, I'm a little disappointed in the coaching. I'll say it that way. <laughs> well, it, I'm, I'm very, very um, – I don't care for Dwayne Casey. I think he ruined uh, – Oh gosh, I can't even think of his name now. Yeah, I think he ruined him. I mean, I think we talked about this last time. You don't score 40 points on any any given night in the NBA and not be able to score points other times. It this yeah. is it baffles me that they find minutes for some of these guys. It's it's okay, it's not a big deal, but right. I'd rather see I, I would have rather seen Cinco de Buya. Like I would have rather seen him this year. Give him one more year. I think it's only his third year. I sort of agree he's with you. Years old. I know, I know, and he's not on a team right now either. He got picked up by the Lakers, but I think he got waived. Really? Yeah, I think he's a free agent right now. So that surprises. And something else around that we don't know about. Then. Well, I think he's still injured. Is the thing is so maybe oh, okay. team, a team will pick him up when he's not injured, but. Yeah, I'm a little disappointed in that. But as far as coaching goes, the only question I'd have is um, if it's not player development, that's that's a good – yeah, because I don't like that they are not letting Isaiah Stewart shoot then too. Like is that a coaching no. thing or is that a Isaiah Stewart thing? I think that's a coaching thing because they because when, when I listened to uh, Lockdown Pistons there, mm-hmm. I, I can't think of the host there, uh, he makes sense. If we if you look at Sadiq Bay, who scored, I want to say, um, I'm going to say at least 40 percent um, of the time he was always in double digits last year, always, mm. and he always seemed to be around the rim rebounding. This year, if you look at what he's done, he hasn't scored a lot in double figures, which is a compliment to your your Kate Cunningham and Jeremy Grant. 
So even let's say, um, just example would be, if if Carrot and Hayes went off and went off for ten points, there's your compliment, right? Mm -hmm. That that would be a compliment to your two two scores. All right. So Bay would add that add that ten ten or double digit scoring. That um and and they're saying the coaches did something to his shot. Interesting. So I don't know. I don't know what they did because like I said, I'm just the average fan that watches a game. So if, whether he's pushing the ball a little bit or, or whatever, I don't know. I well, don't know what to say really. Yeah, no, it's interesting. You look at his stats um, from this year to last year. So I just wanted to look at it because you're interesting Interesting point. Yeah. So he shot 38% from three last year. Right now he's shooting 29.2. See, that's what I was trying to get at right there. That's, that's big. Like even his free throw percentage is down this year down, by yeah. almost 10 I mean, points. You could even say it's a sophomore slump. Okay. But how many sophomore slumps do NBA players go? Well, and, you know. I, I don't know if, if there's messing with his shot, I just, that's silly to me. He is, let's see here. He is averaging the same amount of points though. He's averaging 12 points a game this year and last then must year. Have, then, then he must've started scoring a little bit and I didn't notice it then. I'm just staying that. Um, no, no, I, I his field goal percentage is down. He's still, well, no, if, if his percentage would be as high as it is, he'd be almost averaging like last year, he'd be averaging almost 16 points a game. Yeah. See, that's the difference. Yeah. That's what four points. That's four yeah. points a game. Yeah. So there's, so, there's, there's your win, win loss record right there. Yeah. I, I, but again, it's almost like, are they doing it on purpose? You know, at least trying to lose on purpose. Uh, but I don't uh, like, I don't like, I, I'm with you. I don't like the player development if they're changing shots, especially. And the Isaiah Stewart thing, I didn't like the way they handle Sadiq Bay. So maybe, maybe by Weaver coming out, like obviously their plan is to tank, right? But I wonder if Weaver coming out to say something like, you know, um, I don't like, you know, the way we're losing or whatever. I'm tired of us losing. Maybe it's his way of planting seeds to give him justification to let uh, Casey go. Uh, uh, that would be my dream for the season. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I mean, don't don't get me wrong. I don't want I I, I don't want people fired because, like you said, like uh, people have said, there's families involved. Mm -hmm. There's other things, but when it comes to watching. Uh, team especially your team yeah and you're looking at it and you can see okay let's go i'm gonna go back to the lions a little bit when dan campbell started calling plays there he was making mistakes in that you could see it but he would admit to his mistakes where casey uh Dwayne casey he don't admit to his mistakes he says we got to play better that reminds me of matt patricia we got to yep. play better. We got to work harder. Okay. Why do you got to work harder? That should be something that comes natural to every player in the NBA right now, because you are an NBA star. 
Yeah. It, a player. It, yeah. I, yeah. That's, I wonder, like, I like Casey as a coach, but I wonder if he's more suited for like a team that's like ready to go. You know what I'm right. saying? Instead of a development type of team, because even when he was in Toronto, he developed players pretty solidly, but he did have Kyle Lowry and DeMar DeRozan who are really good players. So you just wonder if, if, you know, he's, he's getting sick of losing too, probably. So maybe, maybe just putting him in a position where he can have good players around him would probably suit him better, even as a coach, like, you know, veteran players. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, we'll end it there then, Dad. Sound good? All right, sounds good to me. Okay, so I'm just going to go ahead and sign off, guys. Thanks so much for listening to me, my dad. We Again, uh, we talked about the Lions first victory, predicted the week, and we, uh, we talked a little Pistons. If you haven't yet, please subscribe, rate, review the podcast. Uh, go ahead and... Uh, follow me on Instagram at nuttybuddy underscore sports if you'd like to know when I drop podcasts. Thanks so much for listening, guys, and we'll talk to you guys soon.